Yo, good times ahead. Let's get after it. Live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Tuesday, December 7th, 2021, and this is episode number 380. Of Barry on Deck. As always, Barry on Deck brought to you by the AP Law Group. If you have been injured in an accident, do yourself a solid. Don't be a dummy. Call these folks right here. 713-913-GO-AP. Log on to APLawGroup.com. It is the best option for you, especially if you're getting bullied or taken advantage of by insurance companies. Don't let that happen. Give them a call. Hey, welcome to the program. We are fast and furious going to get started. We have so much going on today. I'm super excited. <laughs> Joining me on the show today in hour number two, John Granado from ESPN 97.5. Going to be here hanging out in the second hour, so you won't want to miss that. Stick around through the first hour and the break and hang out with myself and John Granado. Let me fix my camera here. I don't know what's happening. I'm trying to get in. Did y'all like I changed the, the thing right here? You can't really tell. It's a, it's a, it's a Christmas tree. And it's snowing, but it's kind of blurry. So I guess that kind of defeats the purpose of it. But um, yeah, going to be a fun show today. We're going to talk some Heisman candidates. Uh, we'll talk some, I, I want to recap and, and discuss what happened in that Bills Patriots game last night. What a shit show. Uh, what else we got on the, the docket? The Pancake Factory. Get your thoughts on that. A woman proposed to a man at a Colts game. Oh, I have thoughts, and I want to get your thoughts too, chat. Plus, we'll talk about the draft order in the NFL if it were to happen right now. And uh, I have a link to the 21 most sinful cities in America, plus a story about good deeds. Well, not really story, but statistics about good deeds. So we can get to all of that, all of that. And I feel like my, my light here, let's bump it up a notch. There we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, that didn't make it much difference. So let's get to it. Before we get started, as you guys always know, the very first thing we do is the greatest deckhead in the history of the world. Let's get after it. Greatest deckhead in the history of the world. Oh, that's not Machine. Where's Machine at? That's there we go. Greatest deckhead in the history of the world. Come on, y'all. You know who it is. You know how she do. Chevy Shelves. Chevy Shelves in the building, y'all. Can't stop Shelby. You can only hope to contain her. Shelby, thank you, sweetie, for getting here early. Thank you for the first super chat of the day. Probably the only super chat of the day. We love you, though. I appreciate you. You're the best. Thank you all for getting here early. It's super. I can't tell you how important it is that, you know, 
that you're in and ready to go. And Justin, ooh, so close. You almost had it. Got you a dollar. Justin Swiffer was so close. He just missed it. Wallace was in early. Lisa was early. Let's get to uh let's get to all of the let's get to all of the chat, shall we? Let's go. Lisa and Wallace was here early. Uh John Dory was here early. <laughs> Wallace was mad again. He's like shaking my head. I don't know what to do about this Shelby Shelves. Uh Truck Driver Pookie, Chris Reyes, Alan Denson, Gregory Hickey Jr. What's up, dude? Tell Pops I said hello. Keith Sager. Uh Cisco. Uh good to see you, buddy. Donna, my sweet Donna. I mentioned Lisa. I get to watch some live today. Lisa, it's always great having you actually in the chat participating, including Joe Pro. It's always good to have Joe Pro live in chat instead of in the comments, so that's good. Not that I don't appreciate your comments, Joe Pro. Yuri Villanueva, Lil Uzi. <laughs> narrator. And the narrator was right. Shelby was waiting for everyone already. Eric Resendez, what's up, dude? Uh, Donna hit that like button. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, who else is here? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Let's get a whoa. What's up, player? Steven Luther. Jess. Oh my gosh. J- Jen is right. Your ears must have been burning. We was just talking about you. Uh, Dimata, you shut your whore mouth. You shut your whore mouth. He said the show started on time. Shut up. What's up, Terrence? Good to see you, buddy. Alex Villanueva is here. Uh, who else? I got Steven Luther. Cool. I think the gang's all here. Let's get rolling. Mimi, what's up, memesters? How are you, sweetie? So good to have you, Rudolph, with the message of the century right there. Sanitize, wash hands, social distance, back the fuck up. Uh, 100% Granado has a Coors Light next to it. It's probably, and I mean, the chances are likely. The chances are very likely. What up, Rob? Good to see you, buddy. Hey, don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, cool. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We are also live on Facebook for some reason, again, the, the 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 damn comment thing isn't working on Facebook. It's kind of iffy sometimes, so they're not coming through. But I'll I'll do my best um, to to kind of pop over there and read them. Also, you can catch us live on Podbeam. I tweeted out all of the links for this, so if you want to uh, hop on to any of these platforms, you can just listen live. If you can't watch, maybe YouTube is bothering you. Just want to close the app and listen. You can do that on Podbean. Just download the Podbean app. Uh, you can watch on Facebook, and you can also watch, obviously, on YouTube. All of those uh, options and all appreciated. Let me just make sure we're live on Facebook right now, because I don't even know that some bitches is working. Um, you know, half the time it's hit or miss. It does look like we're live on Facebook. Yes, we are. Good. All right. Fantastic. Fan- that's fantastic. Um, what's up, Terrence? What's up, uh, Terrence J? There's two Terrences in right now. Uh, why not Granado? I have a Bud Light next to me, hundred percent. Yeah, well, there you go, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Wallace said a lesser decade would have Congo blocked Shelby. Well, that was their direct shot at CC. That is, uh oh, friendly fire. All right, let's get to it. Um, where the hell is my? Things at there we go. I know where my things at. You shut your whore mouth. Hey, before we actually get started, a little house cleaning. What's up, Chris? Mr. Pelk, how are you, sir? A little house cleaning before we get into this. As you guys know, this is year two of the show. This is also year two that we'll be doing the Barry on Deck Streamathon. Last year it was the Jerry and Barry on Deck Streamathon. I was joined by my buddy Jerry Bo. He was unable to make it this year. I didn't want to not do it. I mean, I kind of wanted to not do it, but Jen wouldn't allow me to not do it either. She was the the rock behind this and the strength behind this. And so she has 
pushed this thing forward admirably along with some fantastic deckheads who are volunteering their time, including Walt and Chris Householder and um, Penguin Katie and others who are helping behind the scenes. And many of you have helped us gather donations and so forth. So I just want you to know that coming up December 17th, 2021, it is the second annual Barry on Deck Streamathon. The raffle starts on Monday, December 13th, though. All right, so of course we're going to have the Streamathon show. That'll be Friday, December 17th at night, 7 o'clock, I think we said. Uh, we're going to have special guests, I hope. And Christopher Hart's already committed. I'm trying to get one Joseph A. Blank to join me. Uh, there are others who are possibly going to be in, but we have so many cool items for you to win via raffle or do or, or uh, auction just like last year. A ton of items, if you will. Here's already what we have. Remember those custom shoes, those custom Air Force Ones? Abigail's donating her time again. All you got to do is buy the Air Force Ones. She will customize them for you. So she's back in, which was awesome. Christopher Hart is donating $500 in booze. Uh, so that'll be an auction item. H-Town Dental is raffling. Uh, we've got a general cleaning, x-rays, and exam. You can redeem it at any H-Town Dental location. General cleaning only. Deep cleaning will be extra. Some of y'all got funky-ass teeth. But we'll have two of those. We're going to be raffling off men and women's Burberry cologne courtesy of Perfume Time, Perfume Time Houston. I've got four $50 gift cards to raffle off courtesy of Dan's. Dr. Dre on 290 has donated an autographed Pulp Fiction photo. Derek Lewis, I reached out, well, through Colin, but uh, he's going to be donating a pair of autographed gloves. I hope a signed poster, but I'm not sure. But we're at the very least going to get some autographed gloves donated by Derek Lewis. Uh, we've got a Houston Rockets package courtesy of Joel Blank. Lisa's daughter is donating a custom cake. That'll be in the raffle. And then the Houston Sabercats are giving us four tickets to any game next season uh, as part of the raffle as well. And we're still working on other, other things, including a tattoo, um, other stuff as well that, that'll be included in there. There was one. Oh, uh, my buddy Jesse Payton's going to have some more um, swag for you guys, uh, autographed memorabilia as well. So look for all that. I'm super excited about this. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. We're going to raise a lot of money and do some good for a lot of folks in the area. All of this is benefiting Zoe's Outreach Ministries, who does like a winter wonderland for underprivileged children. Uh, she goes to different apartment complexes or, or, or affordable housing projects and takes Christmas to them. So, no, no, we're not doing we're not doing a tattoo of Barry's face. No, I didn't get Osteen to donate what was in the wall. Well, hello, Tony. Good to see you, sir. Um, Uh-oh. Virginia Boatwing says, crap, just got an invite to my sister-in-law's birthday party on the 17th. Well, just tell her you got to miss it. Sorry. Uh, What does Shelby say? I love that. Why is the sad face? I don't... Oh, the Winter Wonderland thing. I was like, why are you... Why the sad face? Uh, Cece said, damn, that's so nice. I don't know what that's for. Uh, Any word on the Barry on Deck whiskey? No, it's just delayed. That's all I know. It's still going to happen. It's just delayed. So there you go. What's up, Richard Vales? All right, let's do this. Let's get to these sports headlines. By the way, you notice the new stinger? Who's professional? Huh? All right. 
Uh, here's your sports headlines for the day. Uh-oh. What's happening in Podbean? God damn it. Oh, what the fuck? Thank you. Thank you, truck driver Pookie, uh, for the heads up. He sent a super chat in. Said, need a mod in Podbean. Yeah, how the fuck do you ban this asshole? Let's see. Block. Uh, Now I got to delete all this bullshit. Let's see. How do you fucking... I don't know how to delete these messages now. Uh, let's see. Truck driver Pookie, you're now an admin on Podbean. Yes. Eric Sendez, you're there all the time. You're an admin. Sorry, guys. Um, it just got out of hand all of a sudden. Katie, you're an admin. And let's see. Titan Hugo, you're an admin. Everybody that's over there right now, pretty much making an admin. Jared Taylor, you're an admin. And lastly, Shelby, you're an admin. All right, we got plenty of admins over there now. We've got like fucking six mods. Uh, Everybody that's listing over there is an admin now. So there you go. Now you need a shirt that says whoosh to go with your zoom out. Yeah, we're not. I do need to get a zoom out shirt. I just need to make one for me. Uh... I don't think you guys would want one. All right, here's your sports headlines today. Washington football team's Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have season-ending surgery. Hey, surprise! Surprise! Heineke's playing pretty well, and they're like, no, we're good, fam. No need to come back and upset the apple cart. I I think we're okay. You just take your time and get it figured out, and we can move on from it. So there you go. Um, Manny Diaz is taking a shot at Miami over his firing. If you didn't hear about this, Miami goes out and hires Mario Cristobal um, from the uh, University of Oregon. Mario is a, Cristobal is a, uh, what's it called? Miami guy. But Manny Diaz didn't like the way he was fired, which this article in Larry Brown Sports points out was pretty ironic. But this is how it started. This is what he said initially. I am disappointed in the university's decision And the manner in which this played out over the last weeks, the uncertainty impacted our team, our staff, and their families. These are real people that give a, they gave everything to the program for that. I'm hurt. Uh, According to the article, and, and many of you may remember this, I don't. What's up, Trey? Uh, according to the article, Manny Diaz was signed and committed to be the head coach at Toledo. Was it Toledo? Temple, excuse me, Temple. And then the University of Miami came a calling and he literally left them high and dry a week or two later. So I think it's ironic that Manny Diaz, here's what it says. Uh, this was the exact, let's see, prior to becoming Miami's head coach in early 2019, he had just signed a contract to work at Temple's head as Temple's head football coach. Diaz ditched Temple less than three weeks after accepting their job, left them high and dry. So I I find that pretty interesting and hypocritical of coaches who generally, when they get fired, they bitch about it. This is such a surprise. 
But then they want to surprise everybody and leave when they get more money or a better offer. So, sorry, man. You can't have it both ways. Uh, the Red Sox and Astros are interested in Trevor's story. God, no, no, no. Please, God, no. I wish I could do that gif from the office. No, why? No, God, why? I don't want Trevor's story to be a Houston Astro. No, thank you. Uh, that dude is great in Coors Field. Not so certain that he's great everywhere else. Uh, Joe Biden has announced that the U.S. diplomats are going to boycott the 2022 Olympics. This is something we talked about on the show previously. Uh, but all that means is the athletes will still perform. The athletes will still go. They're just not sending any U.S. diplomats or U.S. representatives to China as a way to let China know, hey, we're sick of your shit, China. What's up, Cherry? What's up, Ray? What's up, Trey Sprinkles? We're going to talk Heisman here in just a second. Let me get through these sports headlines, and we're going to jump right into the Heisman discussion. I like how you're calling your shot on the prohibitive favorite too. Like you're really going for a stretch there, Trey. Um, so the uh, Kentucky Derby winner Medina spirit died during a workout. Had a heart attack or a horse attack. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's not, uh, but died at, right after a workout on the track and they're sending off all kind of hair samples and all this shit to try to figure out what happened to it. <gasps> Spoiler alert, it was on steroids. No, it wasn't. That's not proven, allegedly. Okay, was a dead horse going to sue me? Do I have to say allegedly and get sued by a dead horse? I don't know. Um, I will say that, was it Bob Baffert was their trainer? And he was suspended for two years because that horse was popped with some sort of horse roid. Just saying, don't be just like, oh, this is such a tragic, untimely death. I mean, you know, when you do shit like that to horses, sometimes it's going to have them buried. Don't beat the horse to death. Okay. I don't have Dusty being AL manager of the year. I don't know what that means, Clarence. What are you talking about? <clears throat> I have no idea what that means. Um, the Patriots threw just three passes last night. We're going to get into that game as well before we get out of hour number one, but we're going to talk a little Patriots bills. The Patriots though, throw just three passes and still win a football game 14 to 10 in 2021. Weather had a lot to do with that, but uh, we'll get into it. Also, it is the 80th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. Oh, I hate you so much for that, Clarence. You shut your horse mouth. You shut your horse mouth. Your horse mouth? Horse mouth. Okay. Uh, also, lastly, by the way, 80th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. And lastly, happy birthday to uh, my guy, my dude, my man right back there. That's courtesy of Jess, by the way. Happy birthday to Oliver, which by the way, we got to be honest with you about Oliver kind of being a dick lately. Yeah. It's kind of an asshole. Oh, really? I didn't see where that was. Uh, that must've happened after I created the slide. Dusty. Let's see. Let's go to ESPN. Everybody's getting on me about Dusty Baker, not having him on the slide. You some bitches know I don't create this slide at one fifty-five, right? Like, are we are we clear that the headline stuff comes out like I make it super early?
Either way, this isn't even like the official baseball award manager of the year, is it? Let's see. Baseball awards. Why am I? I don't give a shit. <sighs> Y'all got me tracking this shit down. Swear to God. MLB awards. Where are the official fucking awards? Is this the official award or is this just some bullshit ass side award? This is what I want to know. There we go. This is not. Yeah. Okay. Gold glove, silver slugger, relief, MVPs, rookie of the year, manager of the year. Yeah. So this isn't the official award. This isn't the, yeah, they announced this shit like a fucking month ago. Kevin Cash and Gabe Kapler were your winners. Why are you having me chasing shit down for an award no one gives a fuck about? Um, Z, this is why I wouldn't have anybody in this goddamn chat be a producer of this show. Y'all have me out here with some bullshit ass award. Hey, um, did you, did you see, did you see that, uh, Stroud won the Theisman award? The what? The Theisman Award. You mean the Heisman Award? No, 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 no. Bryce Young won that. We're talking about the Theisman Award. Joe Theisman picks his favorite college quarterback every year. He won the Theisman Award. Don't get out. Get out of here. Stop trying to produce this show. What time does Oliver's party start? Let me tell you something about Oliver. Let me tell you something about Oliver. This some bitch has become a grumpy cat. Uh, twice now in the last month when I've picked him up, he's hissed at me. Yesterday, I picked him up. And I, I usually pick him up and hold him like right here on my shoulder. And I picked him up. He goes, ah, and just bit my shoulder. Just bit my shoulder. And I was like, bro, what's wrong with you? And it was cute. <laughs> and then he pulls back and looks at me. He goes, ah. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And he hissed at me twice, made me spit. Hissed at me twice. That's how that's how folks get an ass whooping. Okay? This is how this is how you catch ass whoopings. Hiss at me. Watch what happens. No, don't don't happy birthday him. He don't deserve it. Steven, the weather guy said, little known fact that the Eisman Award is awarded the player with the most gruesome injury during the year. Oh, that would be pretty nasty, right? Uh, what's up, Brian? What's up, EZH? Good to see you, buddy. Dandy Dan, not official MLB. Okay. Need a trail dera- need a trail derailment sounder for all the times the chat blows up the show. Bro. Amen. Like, come on. Hey, Barry, you're not going to talk about Dusty Baker winning the Nabisco Who Gives a Fuck Award? What? Have his eyes checked or something could be hurting. Oh, really? Maybe I do need to take him to the vet. Look, see, Ray said, yep, that some bitch hissed at me after he let me pet him. Yeah, see, he's being a dick. No, Demata said, don't pick Oliver up then. No, fuck you. I own the cat. The cat don't own me. That cat, that cat lives in my house. I don't live in his house. Okay? No. No. Under the weather for a month, Shelby? We're like a month apart on hissings. No. 
He's not under the weather. He's being an asshole. Good thing you don't have kids if you can't take your cat talking back. This is why I don't have kids. And if my kid hissed at me and bit me on the shoulder, oh, fam, it's on and popping. You don't even understand. Um, So this whole Red Sox, Trevor Story, Astros thing, Astros are interested in Trevor Story. The Red Sox are kind of, also, <clears throat> the Mariners are interested in Trevor Story. So there's some, there's some interest in Trevor Story, and I don't understand it, but one of the things they talked about is, the Red Sox being interested in him, I found interesting because they already have Xander Bogarts. Now, the Seattle's already talked to Trevor Story. Hey, if we bring you in, we want you to play third base. So maybe Trevor Story is interested in playing uh, third base. The Astros already have a third baseman. I think that the, the uh, at this point, would you take Trevor Story over... Oledmus Diaz or Pena? Yeah, I guess you'd have to. But I just feel like any team that's going to go out and get Trevor Story is going to be overpaying for him. So there you go. LOL at you believing Oliver doesn't own you. Bitch, Oliver don't own me. Oliver has rights. Yeah, he's got the right to fucking not hiss me and not bite my shoulder and get free food for the rest of his fucking life. He's got those rights and toys and catnip drugs and fucking places to sleep and warm fires. Don't start with me. Don't start with me. Oliver and Spencer enter the chat. Let me tell you what. Spencer's a sweetheart. Spencer is the sweetest kitty cat. Oliver, he's turned into an asshole. He's in his terrible tooth. So, uh, all right, let's talk Heisman. Let's get into it. Here are your finalists that have been announced. December 11th, they'll be giving out the award. It seems kind of abrupt, but it's going down. It's definitely going down. Uh, December 11th, it will be the Heisman Trophy presentation. And I'm going to be 100% full, 100, 100% full disclosure for you folks. I didn't watch all the pit games. All right. I didn't watch all the Ohio State or Michigan games. By the way, two players from the Big Ten seems almost unfair. Might have been three because everybody was pissed that, oh boy, that running back from Michigan State didn't make it either. Um, what was his name? Also, Matt Coral not making it. Um, so, so you've got Bryce Young, obviously, and he's got the best odds. When I looked at the odds last time, it was minus 4,000. Minus 4,000 for Bryce Young. Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud also on the list. Pitts quarterback Kenny Pickett and Michigan defensive lineman Aiden Hutchinson are your top four. Let me get you the odds for each of these folks. Bryce Young is minus 4,000, has the best odds of winning. Aiden Hutchinson is a plus 2,000, has the second best odds. Stroud is a plus 3,000, and Pickett also a plus 3,000 if you're interested yeah, I mean it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like well, I kind of agree with you there, Walt, but again, I I didn't watch enough college football to tell you. But I think the consensus is is that Young will win, especially when you consider too when you watch that uh SEC Championship game. 
If you can have a game like that, and don't get me wrong, Hutchinson had a good game. Um in 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 the uh Big Ten game. But I think when you're playing for Alabama in the biggest championship game on Championship Sunday in college football, prime time, and you have the game that Young had, it does wonders for the voters and in the voters' eyes. And maybe they've already voted. I don't know. When does Heisman voting end? I think that would be a good question. Let's see here. Uh, what's going on on Podbean? Uh, Church of Everpook like the show. Uh, I'm on multiple platforms. Uh, why do you always want to be mean to me? <laughs> why you? Hey, don't be mean to don't be mean to Shelby. Don't be mean to Shelby. Uh, so it's safe to say that we could all have played quarterback in last night's game. Oh boy, ain't that the truth? Um, all right. So I'm just making sure nothing crazy going on on the pod beans with the beaners over there. Uh what was I looking up? Oh, when does Heisman voting end? Uh, let's see. When does Heisman voting end? Look at that. Look at that. It's already a Google message. Does anybody in the chat know without Googling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see the presentation. This doesn't say when the freaking voting ends. Four days to count down. Key dates. Heisman ballots are distributed November 29th. December 6th is the Heisman voting deadline. So it was yesterday. Well, duh. Okay. That makes sense. And then they announce the top six and then the 11th, they give out the award. Yeah. So I guess that's why they announced the top six. I thought maybe they just announced, but it makes sense. They take the top vote getters and announce who they are. Um, so do the Texans draft young? No, but we're going to get to draft here in just a second. Um, because that that's that's uh, uh there's something interesting going on with the draft as well, but no, I don't think the draft. I don't think the Texans. That's one of the that's one of the things. Are you taking a quarterback? Are any of these quarterbacks franchise worthy? I don't know. I know, and Jerome was making this point to me on set at Houston Sports Show one day, because I was bitching about the Texans messing up the draft order, and he said it doesn't matter. You could draft first, fifth, tenth. In the NFL, that doesn't matter as much as, say, in basketball. Okay. Disagree. The numbers prove otherwise, but okay. He still makes valid points. But he said, who is the, who's the, who's your pick? Who's, who, 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 who you know, if you so desperately want the number one pick, what franchise altering quarterback or person are you taking? I was like, ooh, it's a really good question. And if you think Coral maybe is a guy. Or young, or but I don't think any of these guys make you feel like there's going to be a franchise quarterback in this draft. There's no doubt. But to his point, he said, if you haven't heard of them by now, then there's nobody other than like Thibodeau, who we've all heard about since the beginning of the season. Spencer Rattler was a name that we heard about a lot, and then he fell off. But we heard about Trevor Lawrence for a season and a half, right? Like, I mean, that was the, so unless you're hearing about a guy like that, is there really a, maybe you just take a gamble. Maybe you just, maybe you just go like the Browns and you just start, oh, as young a freshman. Oh, okay. Well, that, that does that. So it'd have to be like, yeah. So Tony said 2023. 
Um, but I don't think there's any quarterback. I don't think there's any player that is. There's nobody that's been talked about ad nauseum like there has in the past. It seems like almost each year you've talked about a player or, or, or a couple of players just relentlessly where, okay, we get it, media. This is the guy. This is the coveted pick or coveted names in the draft, whether it's a, a tackle or a running back or a defensive end or a pass rusher. Or, but And maybe it's just because I haven't paid enough attention to college football this year. But I don't, I mean, even like a, a cash like I have been this year will hear of these names. And so it's a tough year to have a high pick because I don't know if there's any, you know, it's like Walt said, it's a weak Heisman class. It's a weak draft class, it feels like. BZH said uh, trade back best available thir- three years removed from high school. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. Um. Yeah, this coming draft is weak for quarterbacks. So here's the thing. Speaking of the draft, because as of, let's see here, Chrome resize. Oh, I didn't do my little, my little headlines thing. Oh, well. All right. Because of the, so, so because of the upcoming draft, let me hide the bookmark bar here. Because of the results on Sunday, excuse me. Here is the draft if it were to happen today. This is what's crazy. So Detroit would have the number one pick. Jacksonville would have the number two pick. The Texans would have the number three pick in the draft. The first team eliminated, but they still have the third pick in the draft. And it's because the Texans have the the, uh, tiebreaker, I guess, over Jacksonville. The Jets have the fourth And the fifth pick in the draft right now. Because they get Seattle's pick. The Giants have the sixth and the seventh pick in the draft. Because of Chicago. Atlanta is eight. Carolina nine. Minnesota ten. The Saints eleven. Philly has twelve and thirteen. Because of Miami. It's pretty wild when you think about this. They also have 17. Detroit has 24. So Detroit has one and 24. So, yeah, some of these teams very heavy, very front-loaded in the first round. I mean, the Jets have two picks. The Giants have two picks. The Lions have two picks. The Eagles have three picks. It's pretty crazy. But, like I said, not necessarily the year you want to have a ton of picks in the draft. Not saying that these guys won't work out. I honestly don't know. It just feels like. Feels like. And there will be some stars and some studs that come out of this draft. Make no mistake about it. That's just how it works every year. Just feels like a a weak-ish draft. And maybe I just need to wait for the more for the for all the draft content for the LZs of the world to release their mocks and start reading about them and see who's who and what the opinions are of all the players. And then, of course, you got to let it play out. But buzz wise, hype wise, eh, eh, doesn't feel like it. Yeah, Total Dallas said there's going to be a lot of moving up in a weak QB draft. 
Maybe, but maybe everybody recognizes that, so they won't. Would it shock you guys? All right, here's a question, chat. And it's a weak QB draft, but would it shock you guys if if nobody took a quarterback in the first round or nobody took a quarterback in the top 10 or 15 picks? Is there a top 10 quarterback in this draft? I don't know. Is there any mocks out right now? Let's see. Uh, NFL 2022 mock draft. Here we go. Let's pull that down. Let's move this over here. There we go. All right, let's check out this mock draft. Tony said someone will overreach for a quarterback. Oh, yeah, probably. Uzi said, yeah, it would shock me. Tony said, good draft for receivers. Uh, Alex said, get as many picks as possible. Yeah, now might be the time to move back and, and stock up for next year or the year after. So here's a mock draft on pro football focus. If you give a shit, uh, first pick of the draft, Lions will take Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Well, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Was it Jordan Davis? Is that his name? 99 from Jordan from Georgia. Big boy can score some touchdowns. He's the next William Refrigerator Perry. I think it's Jordan Davis, right? Wasn't that his name? I don't have to look. So bad with names. Uh, but so so uh they have Hutchinson going to Detroit with the first pick in the draft, staying in the state of Michigan. Number two pick in the draft, the Jags would take Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. CLEO say, well, the Texans draft Bryce Young, and if they do, will Billy O try to mess him up? No, we were just talking about that. Number three pick in the draft, Houston Texans will take Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. <sighs> Feels about right. The Texans have to inspire hope for future somehow, and third rounder Davis Mills hasn't been it. Even if this might look like an overdraft pick, it has franchise quarterback tools. And unlike the massive risers around college football in recent memory, Pickett hasn't had a ton of NFL talent propping him up. That, ugh. I just, Paul said, I love that you sigh when you say that. Kenny Pickett's like the next Dave Ragone. Who gives a shit? I just, I don't know. This is not sexy to me. Don't like, like who's after him? Oh, look, an offensive tackle. Yeah, let's do that. <sighs> Jets at five would take Derek Stingley. I wouldn't mind having a corner. God, I wouldn't mind that at all. This defense is awful. Just load up on defensive talent. That wouldn't hurt my feelings a bit. Edge rusher uh, George Karloftis from Purdue. That'd be some shit to text. That sounds like a Giants move. Charles Cross, the a tackle from Mississippi State. And then Kyle Hamilton of Notre Dame as a safety. Nine would be Matt Coral, QB from Ole Miss. And 10 would be Minnesota taking uh, edge rusher Trayvon Walker from Georgia. So there you go. There you go.
Uh, what is this, CC? Hold on. So there's a mock draft. The, 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 I mean, everybody looks at that and goes, huh? Huh? I would rather him just move back, take defense. Just, just, just move back and take defense. CC said, sorry to hijack, but if you haven't responded to my message on Discord, don't be butthurt. What am I what am I looking at? Are you hijacking the chat or the show? I don't know what I'm looking at. What message on Discord CC? I don't I don't see. Yep. No idea what you're talking about, sweetie. I don't have a message from you on Discord. So. Oh, not you, Barry. You're all good. Okay, okay. I'm just just checking just you know, if CC says Drop what you're doing. You drop what you're doing. Not everybody else. Yeah, it does feel like sailing for a prom date. It really does, Donna. It's a great way to put it. All right, so how we doing over there, pod beaners? What is going to help Young also? It was the Auburn game. That's a good point, Eric. Hey, you know, I, I say I haven't posted anything. Only I deserve producer credits. Okay. Settle down, Katie. You're not getting producer credits. Um, what the hell? What the hell is going on around here? All right, let me close all this shit. I got the raffle stuffs out of the way. All right, where are we at? Oh, <laughs> okay. We got to get to this video and this, this pancake factory bullshit. Oh, let's do this real quick. This is the CFP odds. So these are the odds for each of the games that I, I got these off of who the hell do I use? I don't even know who I use. Uh, Bovada. So got these off of Bovada. <laughs> Indeed, Joe Pro. Indeed. Uh, your odds for the first round of the college football playoffs. Bama favored by 14. Two touchdowns in the playoffs over playoffs. Bama favored by two touchdowns over Cincinnati. And uh, Georgia favored by... Uh, touchdown on the hook over Michigan. I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what, I'll take that Michigan in that seven and a half. That's for sure. I don't know about that. That I might, I might I'll probably take Bama and give the 14 if I had to. But I like that. I like Michigan at seven and a half. For sure. What's up, Drew? Thanks for joining the program. He's saying, I'm just here for John Granado. I know, bitch, or you'd be here every day. Stop acting like I'm just kidding. No, you're not. Or you'd be here every day. Oh, punk ass, Drew. Um, all right, so Michigan favored by seven and a half. Bama favored by 14. Or excuse me, Georgia favored by seven and a half. Bama favored by 14. And if you are wondering, you've also got the New Year's Six Bowl games. Notre Dame favored by two and a half over Oak State in the Fiesta Bowl. Ohio State favored by six and a half over Utah. And Baylor favored by one over Ole Miss. So we'll see. I kind of like that Baylor. I like that. Uh, Ohio State, probably good money there. 
Same thing with Notre Dame over Oklahoma State. So back to this real fast, because Sean said Georgia is easy money. They're angry, bro. Let me tell you what. Angry don't mean shit. And if you think they're angry, great. But Michigan is really good. People were making arguments for Michigan being the number one seed in these playoffs. And those arguments were legitimate. Legit. So, I don't think Georgia... I, Georgia may have been exposed a little bit in that game versus Bama. No, don't get me wrong. Bama's a football team. We know that. And Georgia's been good all year, but... They faced some adversity. It didn't go well. I don't know. I like Michigan. I'd give the points. I like Bama, and I'd give the points. Or actually, Michigan. What do I say? They're an underdog, so they're not. They're not giving the points. I'll take that seven and a half. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Love you, Bobo. Thanks for hanging out, sweetie. Sean said I also hate Michigan. Well, there's that. There's that. BCH said, I think Harbaugh will find a way to fuck it up. I mean, he hasn't really yet so far. He's got him to number two in the nation. No. I think he'll fuck it up once he plays Nick Saban. That's that's probably a safer bet. All right, let's talk a little bit about that game last night. Did you guys watch the Wind Bowl? What a shit show. I was so excited about Bill's Patriots. I got to be honest with you. I was pumped. I couldn't wait for this game. I was like, man, this game of the year right here. Game of the year. And then Mother Nature had to go and take a big old dump on the excitement. Actually, she she really more farted on the whole thing. It was awful. Snow, rain, wind, 50-mile-an-hour gusts, 20 miles an hour steady. The Patriots threw the ball three times. This was like watching 1920s football. It was awful. It was boring. I hated it. It was not a good game. It was not an exciting game. And I don't think that this was a game that gives us any insight into these two teams. The Patriots won. But you didn't get to see the full complement of both teams' offenses and defenses. And how, what would that Patriots defense do against a, you know, a Buffalo passing attack? Now, don't get me wrong. Buffalo kind of got their ass whooped, if we're being honest. Think about it. If not for that fumble down in, in near the red zone on a punt, what was it? Uh, ooh, I don't remember who fumbled it. Buffalo probably doesn't get set up for that touchdown. Very well could have been, you know. 14 to 3. So they got lucky on that turnover on special teams. I was severely disappointed though. I really wanted to see uh both of those teams go at it. I'm trying to pull up the box score here. Let's see this. Go to the scenes. Why is this happening? There we go. I won't do the swish this time. We'll do the Zoom out. There we go. <laughs> yeah. 
Rob, so smoker gutter said Belichick's upset he had to throw three times. It felt like it, right? It felt like he was like, no, we're only going to throw one time. We're going to save it for when they least expect it. Mac Jones was two for three people. Two for three. What on earth kind of horse shit? Two? But this is the genius of Bill Belichick. This is the genius of Bill Belichick. He's like, it's windy. We're not going to risk it. We're going to play conservative. If they stop the run, they stop the run. But Mac Jones is a rookie. He acquits himself well. That's fine. I mean, it killed his QBR. He got a 4.3 QBR. Two for three for 19 yards. I mean, Josh Allen didn't have 15 of 30, 145 yards and a touchdown. Sacked twice. Bills managed 99 yards rushing. New England ran the ball 46 times for 222 yards. There's your receiving stats. <laughs> Two catches, 19 yards. A 12-yarder was the longest. And Dan, that's the thing. Dan said Bills could not stop the run. That that was the whole point. And that was what I think Belichick, Belichick des- resigned himself to. He said, listen, we believe in rushing the football. We're going to go out there and run the football. And if they can stop it, they can stop it. And they literally didn't even run east and west. It was damn near two to one right up the gut. Stop us if you can stop us. But in these conditions, we believe in our O-line and we believe in these running backs. Joel said Patriots are better at situational football. I think the Patriots are better at sticking to a game plan. Let's be honest. Bill Belichick isn't going to panic. If Bill Belichick decides this is the game plan, we're going to go in and we're going to run the ball literally every single play. I might give you one or two opportunities to throw the ball. But the fact of the matter is we are going to run every single play. Then it becomes when you when you're maybe you have some success a little bit early like New England did. But it becomes more, I mean, plus they got that big rip of a run. But it becomes more of a whose hand is steady. Huh? Huh? Can you just stare down the face of a defense and try to run it over and over and over and not try to mix in any pass plays or surprises? The Bills couldn't. But I guess the Bills' stance was we're not gonna change our offense. I mean, we're gonna we'll run the ball more. He still threw 30 passes. But this is the genius of Bill Belichick. He was like, not in these conditions. We're going to run. We're going to have a plan. What's up, Jesus? We're going to have a plan, and we're going to stick to it. And they did, and it paid off. And the Bills couldn't stop them. And I'm curious, statistically, uh, run game-wise. Let's see. Oh, get over here. What the hell are you doing? Let's see. There we go. Rushing yards allowed. Bills were, well, they are now, giving up 107 a game. Last night didn't help much. Is that, no, am I on offense? No, I'm on defense. Okay, good. Yeah, Bills allowing 107 yards a game. Uh, New England was allowing or is allowing 114 yards a game. Conversely, over on the offensive side of the ball, okay, 
Let's get over there. New England was rushing for 123 a game. Bills were rushing for 116. So similar styles of attack, right? Similar, similar, uh, similar offensive numbers as far as at least running the ball and success and defensively. Pretty good against the run. So then that makes you wonder. One guy came in and said, look, we're, we're, we're good at running the ball. They're pretty good at stopping it. We don't give a shit. We feel like we can win this battle up front in the trenches. Let's go out and run the ball. They stuck to it. They stuck to it. They they did. It was massively boring. But. And I don't think it tells us who the better team is, to be honest with you. I don't think we know who the better team is yet. I think the Patriots are the better team. But head-to-head, that didn't tell us anything. So we'll have to wait for the next matchup. All right, let's get to a break. I've got to get out of here because in a couple of minutes, I'm going to be joined in hour number two by John Granato of ESPN 97.5. John's going to be dialing in. He's going to be uh, on the line, hanging out. We're going to just kick it and talk and have some fun, talk some sports, talk some not sports, just some different. All right, so stick around through this break. We're going to be back right after this. This is Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Laminick. Don't go anywhere. John Granado, right after this.
Welcome back to hour number two of Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Lavinek. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did and those of you that didn't, go have sex with yourself. I don't know why you'd leave. The best part of the show is coming up here in just a hot second, and you guys would bail out. That's just, that's ridiculous and dumb on your part. But, hey, before we get into this real quick, I want to tell you guys about Dan's Seafood and Wings. Guys, folks, listen to me. If you want the best seafood in the city of Houston, hands down, you got to get yourself over to Dan's Seafood and Wings. Two locations for you. One on the southwest side on South Gessner. One on the northeast side on Uvalde. I'm telling you, Nora will not let me have any other type of seafood in this house. It's Dan's or we're not having seafood. Just pick something else. She loves the bold spicy shrimp. And, you know, being Hispanic, she's kind of an expert on spicy. Uh, she didn't like the New Orleans barbecue shrimp, but that's because... She didn't want her shrimp looking at her. Other than that, though, the grill platter is great. The low main are great. The low main's great. Uh, Cisco loves the low main, by the way. A lot of folks vouch for that. Amos loves the wings. Even my mom went and was like, they have good salads. Who gets a salad at dance? Oh, stupid people. Yeah, I said it. Deal with it, mom. I'm telling you right now, go check them out. Eataddance.com. That's the website. Follow them on Instagram at eataddance for the food porn. Like right there in the chat, Cece's telling you she loves dance. Uh, when crawfish was in season, she couldn't get enough of it. And I think you'll love it as well. Give it a shot if you haven't already. Like I said, two locations for you. One on the southwest side, South Gessner. Northeast side on Uvalde. Folks, whatever you do, make sure you put some Dan's in your mouth. All right. Moment you've all been waiting for. The moment I've been waiting for. I'll tell you that much. Uh, joining me on the program right now. This is a man who uh, requires an introduction, but I don't have time because of all his accolades. This would this show would be over before I could actually uh, talk to the man. But joining me on the program right now from ESPN 97.5, uh, the godfather of sports talk radio. Is that what I heard? Is that correct? <laughs> well, I'm Italian, so I had to have something, right? Uh, I know that somebody else has the... Uh, I, there's, there's all kinds of stupid names, but yeah, I'm the oldest and... Uh, you know, so the, so they got, I'm an Italian, so they had to come up with some. Can I say some dumb shit on this or no? Can you? Oh can yeah, you, say, you can cuss all the fuck you want. Oh okay. Like that. Yeah, oh, no, this yes. is YouTube. We do what the fuck we want. Well, I like it Y'all better than the Kings. Joining me on the program, huh? Well, they just they redubbed us the Kings of uh, Houston Sports Radio. Me oh, and Lance. Nice. So, yeah, I, I think that shit. Uh, I, I like the Godfather better. <laughs> Why yeah. they redub you the Kings? Well, I don't know because well, we never done any. You know, we we do you you know the station. We don't really have a marketing thing going on there, Barry. We don't really, uh, you know, we're not going to pay money for that. But the guy, our uh, our new program director, you know, he said, uh, you know, you guys have been doing this for a long time, and you you know, you're pretty damn well know, uh, no, well known. So uh, we gotta, you guys gotta brand it better. And, uh, you know, and I think we are, even though I'm not crazy about the Kings. Well, I, it's, I like it. I like it. I, you guys yeah. kind of are the Kings. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm not just S in your D, which I guess I could say sucking your dick. It's whatever. It's my show. But yeah. it just sounds, yeah, your so, show. sounds aggressive. Uh, but, I mean, dude, you guys have been around for a very long time. And you've been good at what you do for a very long time. So, I don't think it's too much. You made me want to get into radio and do it. Well, that was yeah. a huge mistake, by the way. But you, you well, guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look where you are now. Yeah. I, but I was thinking about that after we booked this and got it all played. I was like, shit, you know what? The last time I had John on uh, anything, was, I lost my job that day. 
That's true. Holy shit. I like, really that's the this... day. <laughs> I, really... I mean, we did it. And then afterwards, I, you, I, you, Let me tell I you, forget, cons- you texted me or some shit and you go, Hey dude, well, it was nice working with you. I was like, how did I do? What did I do? You know, did the did thing, I? The theories are that you might've known because it's so funny, John, if you go back and watch that show, it was May 11th or whatever, 2021, uh, 2020. It was, you and I had just done my nightly live chat thing. I was just bored during the pandemic and doing interviews at night. And you and I did it. It was a fun show. And we talked a lot about the origins of Houston sports radio as it currently exists and with the role you played and Lance played. And just, you know, we talked about the good old days of sports talk radio and you were, you were educating me and you were, you were kicking knowledge to me, which I think most sports guys in this town needed to listen to. And you were like, you got to have sponsors. You got to have, got to have people that back you and support you. And that'll be the life. And literally we got done with that show at like nine 45, 10 o'clock. My phone rings and it's AJ. He's like, Hey, we've got to let you go. There's no sponsors for you. I was like, what the fuck? Well, no, wait a minute. I wasn't teaching. Wait, I wasn't teaching AJ. Listen, if you got no sponsors, get rid of his ass. No, that was not it. That was, that was not it. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, I had, uh, I had Jake Asman on. Uh, the, you know, he's doing the afternoons with uh-huh. uh, with the three the, in the wheelhouse. With the, the the three of them are doing it all together. And he was like, he goes, he looked at my meal. You, know, you know, at the in the morning, the producer brings it in. And I had like every break, I had a a, a sponsor. He's like, dude, I want to get there. I was like, dude, I don't care if you've got the shittiest show in the world. If it sells, then you and look, you got dance. Yeah. So look, you're gonna be around forever. You got dance as a well, sponsor, okay? So, I will say it's funny, Granado. I'm not because, saying you're showing shitty. I'm just saying you gotta have sponsors. I mean, kind of no, <laughs> the, the the funny thing is, is when you and I were talking about that a year and a half ago, almost you were like, "Look, you know, get you." Because you you've had guys that have been with you like you know Kleins or whatever you've had you've had yeah. sponsors that have been with you for years and years and years and it's like no matter where you go or what you did they're gonna follow they're gonna support you and that's what you were telling me you got to find those yeah. kinds of folks and that's kind of my dance right like David too the guy that runs it all he's like wherever you go I got you man I'm I'm down that's I'm good. you know yeah no, that's what you need and yeah. you know it's so it's so funny I become friends with a lot of my sponsors. Um, you know, uh, it is, is that a Coors Light? What is that? No, is that, that was a Coors Light. That was just, you, you can drink oh, the show, shit. I've got whiskey. Can, we can, yeah, we can get down. Well, I, I, I brand, I'm, I'm branded. I don't know if you know that. I'm no, a I know. Big, big, people were taking wagers whether you would be drinking Coors Light. Well, I, as a matter of, is there, are there any more breaks that I, I, I during this show? Go, you that, can go. That I, I can go grab Go grab Coors Light? Yeah. We'll, no, we'll, no, no, no. No, I'll do another so, read. Uh, well, I'll do another read here in a minute. And for Dan's, I owe him one because I missed one. So I'll do a read. You can go. Get all right, here. good. No, but I usually become really good friends with a, a lot of times. I'll become good friends. I, you know, I, I'll take. We go golfing. Uh, some of them, I'm lifelong friends. Elmer Stevens from Wildcat. I mean, we are. You know, we are great buddies. Uh, Jeff Aronoff, Absolute Marvel and Granite. But you know, and then I'll give him shit. And and my buddies are like, you're the only person I know that can tell to somebody what an asshole they are, and they pay you. Yanni Damaris. Oh, you the shit I call Yanni is <laughs> unbelievable. And I say about him on the air, you know, not very smart, you know, heavy yeah. set, you know, all the things. Yeah. And it's like, and he pays you. What is wrong with these people? 
So you, if you become good friends like Dan's, you know, he's going to be around forever with you. And that's what that's what you need. You need those guys. Well, and that's how, sure. how long What would you say the longest relationship you've had with a sponsor is? Well, Roy Marsh, everyone's internet. We've been boys for wow. a you long know. time now. <laughs> Elmer, Elmer Stevens, I've known since uh, the, the late nineties. Um, yeah, uh, man, I'm telling you, Yanni, I've known since about '05 or so. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, these guys, you know, even Scott McGrath, we go have beers together. All the guys, you know, uh, you know, all of them. I, I try to build – here's the deal. The secret is, listen, if they like you, it's harder to say, well, I'm not going to – you know, I'm not giving you guys any more money. It's yeah. that – it's a, it's a lot harder. So that's what you got to do. Make friends with them. Go drink with them. Get shit-faced, you know, and that's tell stories. Point. Learn shit about them that you can you can <laughs> use against them, you know. So that's <laughs> what you news. that's what yeah. you got to do. I like it. Yeah. So what do you mm-hmm. got? What do you got going in the back there? Is this is this your office? Is this whose office is? Oh that? no, this is my. Well, this is my wife's office. Shared actually. office. You see that? Okay. Yeah, I was you looking at the Emmys. That. Are those Emmys? Those are Emmys. Those are real Emmys. My wife just, has got. Well, I'm doing this wrong. No, it's okay. There we go. Just, yeah, that's an just, Emmy. Yeah, um, she's won two Emmys, national Emmys. We went to New York, and wow. she, uh, yeah, she she picked up the Emmys, and uh, she's. She's the she's talented, Barry. I don't know if you heard. Wendy Granada. Yeah, she's got the uh, definitely she's got the most some talent. talented. She's in a, your house. produced a couple of, of uh, specials for Channel Thirteen where she won she won Emmys for those. Yeah, wow. she's she's good. She's good. You and, you, know, you don't see any. I don't know what if there are radio. What do we got? We don't get Emmys. What do we get? Murrow Award is it the Edward R. Murrow Award for radio? No, I, I ain't getting none of those. I'm telling you that now, right now. I'm get not the, getting any of those. Uh, I don't know what we get, but I've got, I've got, I've got none of those, but she's got, she's, she's good. Have you ever been nominated for like a legit rate? Not like, you know, like the Houston sports hall of fame radio, Martini and Edmonds, Joel Bushbaum award or some shit like that. No, I, I don't give a shit about that. No, no, I honestly don't. I mean, I'm not, I don't even have a blue check mark on Twitter because you have to apply for it. I'm serious. I don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. You You know what? If. Yeah, I couldn't care. And if I was, if I go, you know, I've been on the radio, I don't know how long now and never have, I think Lance was nominated. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? You know, and you know, Ken Hoffman cares about that shit. And he goes, you guys should be, you guys should be there. What are you guys doing? Yeah. I no, didn't care enough to ever, ever say anything or do anything. I don't care. What if you, what, would you be upset if you never get nominated in your lifetime for the radio hall of fame here in Texas? No, no. Really? I I really wouldn't. I don't. That would be I really, a then I'd have to go. Happen. Isn't it somewhere else? Is it in Waco or something? I think so. Where is it? Let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll Google. Then I would have to go there and do that instead of playing golf that day and drinking beer. So that would be that. That's something I can't do. I can't. I won't. I wouldn't want to do that. No, because I'm going to be dead soon. Who cares? You're not gonna what do I, what do I care? You, You're not going to be dead soon. I'm going to be dead soon. No, yeah. I, you but know, don't you want to leave like a radio legacy? It, it, you know what my legacy is? Is that people that have listened, and when they die, no one will remember anyway. Because somebody, okay, in 30 years, somebody will go there and go, uh, who's that guy? Never heard of him. And then what? 30, 40, 50 years from now, they're going to go, oh, yeah. Like, at least the baseball Hall of Fame, you know, you you remember Ty Cobb, what an asshole he was, yeah. and racist, you know. At yeah. least you you know people, but there are there are how many pitchers in the baseball Hall of Fame that you like never heard of them? Who cares? Let me tell you what, 
People are going to know when they go to the Texas Radio Hall of Fame that Dan Patrick was a racist asshole. They're going to remember that. <laughs> well, well, that's he. Well, Trust he me, was. We yeah. got our time. Well, he did more things Texas though. Radio. I've done nothing, Barry. He's done more things. I've done nothing. I mean, honestly, I I drink Coors Lights and play golf and watch sports. That's it. That's my life. After I get up at ten o'clock, do you understand this? I get off at ten o'clock every day. My wife, my wife works a job. She where she goes gets home at six, seven at night. I got eight, nine hours to drink and play golf. I understand. I I don't yeah. have a job. I literally do this for <laughs> this is two it. hours. I do two hours well, of show prep. I don't do nothing. I get it. Well, that's I got a problem with this though because you're doing it in the middle of the day as opposed yeah. to doing it in the morning and getting it over with and then having the rest of the day to yourself. Right oh, or doing it at night after you're shit paced and you know and and, and feeling funny. <laughs> By the way, yeah, you know I I met some and I've never seen your show. I've never okay. seen your show, but somebody this told me or my... you no your 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 stand up. Oh, okay. somebody okay. told me you are hilarious. Oh no, okay. Shit. Somebody said oh yeah. Surprised. He said man that that I he said I, one time Barry opened for me. And it, it was horrible. It was horrible because he was so much better than I was. So next time I said, hey, I want to open for him instead of no because shit. by the time I get on, wow. yeah, because no one will you know how good that was when, you know, be, 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 and then he comes on and kills. So I That's said, a huge you know, compliment. yeah, but you travel a lot, don't you? I do. Um, not a lot, but I, yeah, I'm out of town more than I perform locally. That's for sure. A lot of my gigs are road based gigs. So. Um, yeah, it's, uh, well, if you're ever doing anything at Dan's, if you're ever doing anything at Dan's where I won't get the salad, I'll get the shrimp for sure. Then, uh, I'll do, I'll, I'll be there. All right. I'll come see you. Fantastic. Hey, well, speaking of Dan's, John, why don't you run and grab a Coors Light? I'll tell the people about Dan's Seafood and Wings. Folks, if you want the best seafood in the city of Houston, hands down, do yourself a solid, get your butt over to Dan's. Seafood and wings. Two locations for you. One on the southwest side on South Guesser, one on the northeast side on Uvalde. Um, if you don't know, Dan's is sponsoring our fantasy football league. They have thrown stuff into our streamathon uh for gift cards. Like Dan's, you just heard me and John Granado talking about it. Dan's is like the backbone of sponsorship for this program. They believe in what we're doing and they want you to come try them out. You're gonna love the food. At Dan's. All of it fresh, all of it delicious. You don't have to worry about ah, this has been sitting around forever. And they, you know, they do the crawfish in season. CC love that. But I'm telling you right now, I've had almost everything on the menu and I regret none of it. It is all good. It depends on what you like or what you're in the mood for. And I gotta warn you, when it comes to the boiled spicy shrimp, be careful because it can get really spicy. So Choose wisely if you can't handle too much spice in it. But go check them out on Instagram, at Eat It Dan's on Instagram. Uh, you can see all the food porn. At Eat It, or excuse me, eatitdance.com is the website. Uh, make sure you check them out. Make sure you follow them. And when you go in, make sure you tell them that I sent you. Uh, but most importantly, make sure you put some Dan's in your mouth. All right. Back to the show now. There he goes. Look Cold, at that sponsorship. Clean, My mountains are blue, baby. How long, Cold, how long clean, have you crisp, been with... Fresh. How long have you been with them? Coors Light. I don't know about four or five years. You got one now. Oh, that's still that no, shitty diet of coke. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I'm gonna look. I'll do this instead, John. But I'll do. Okay, you see, he's gonna get his whiskey out now. And you see, you're not making me drink alone. I like it. 
I'm just gonna. What'd you say? Nice, gonna, Jameson's. Yeah, I'm just gonna shoot. I'll shoot a little Jamie. With yeah. you. I, I don't let you drink alone. I'll. Uh, That's nice. Yeah, That's nice. Do that. Day drinking is the best drinking because you uh, pass out about nine at night. I tell you what, I've never been a big drinker, and then I started this yeah. show, and the deckheads. <laughs> huge drinkers and john it got so bad at one point i had to stop drinking i was daydream i was i would be drunk before the show was over at four and i was like oh my you god you say that like it's a bad thing <laughs> fair mean, enough Johnny, i mean okay. uh, this is for you man i appreciate you uh cheers thank you for being here yeah. salute <sighs> yeah it was uh it got out of hand to say the least but I didn't just bring you here to talk about radio. I want to talk about sports too. Are you are you miserable right now? I, as a sports guy right now, I'm kind of miserable doing this shit. I, in fact, I've had days where I'm like, I don't even want to talk about sports. It just seems like it's such a depressing time right now in this city. Uh, no, I never listen. Our, our job is so good. I I don't. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I don't complain. I mean, I've never woken up and said, "Oh, I don't feel like doing this." Never. I've never woken up and said, "I don't." I. As hungover as I've been too, Barry. Okay. Uh, I've never, ever said, I just don't want to get up. Cause I know I'm going to be, I could be, I'll be back in bed by 1030. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> so, so, so I'm good. No, you know, we but, suck. I mean, are there days you know. where you're just like, I don't want to go and talk sports. I'm with you. I want to, I love doing this show, but there are days where I'm like, I, I just want to bullshit and have fun yeah. and talk about anything other than the Texans and the Rockets and this crap. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, it's, it, that's, that's the job though, especially now we used to, we were doing more guide talk before, but we're doing a, a lot more sports now. And I actually, I don't mind because we get into play I, when you're, when you're just talking BS, I, I don't know. Cause when I'm listening to the radio and I'm hearing guys talking about, you know, their kids or uh, their schools or their or jobs or, or stuff like this, I'm like, I'm not sure I care about this. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. I, and I'm not sure that, I'm, you know, it's translating to the people. You, you, you know, a lot of times, like one time, I remember back in the day when Survivor was huge. Mm -hmm. It was 50% of the people in the country were watching Survivor. I've never seen an episode. And 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 Moose Rosenfels, who was the program, uh, he was, well, he was Dickie's son. And he walked in and he said, you guys aren't talking about Survivor. Everybody's talking about Survivor. I go, well, half the people ain't talking about Survivor because they don't know what the half it is. And sure, there's 50% of the people, but then we're going to, you want to lose half of our audience? No. Now, granted, 0% of the people right now care about the Texans. Zero. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It it's can't crazy. be worse. The owner can't be worse. The 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 Easterby thing can't be worse. That offense can't be worse. It's the worst in NFL history. It, there's it, there's really literally nothing to talk about, and yet it still is sports, and it's still something that can I think draw the people that are listening to us care about sports, and they want to hear about sports, right? Yeah. I think, you know, if, if we have to talk more national shit, then you know that's what we'll do. That 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 doesn't bother. But I don't. I don't ever mind talking about. I don't ever mind talking about sports. I like to do the other stuff. We do news of the weird at the end. It's always you know pretty good. Mm -hmm. But you know that's appointment. If you want to listen, if if that's what you want to be there for, then you know I if know you don't like is. that kind of shit, then you then you'll go somewhere else. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I have no idea. I really i I don't know what the ratings are. You know they don't they they you say never, you know ratings yeah. watch. You don't check month to month. I don't. I never did. We you know and it's such a flawed I, system. It, it's the worst. It's mm -hmm. it's absolutely the worst. There's like seventy books, seventy meters that are deciding what four million people are listening yeah. to. 
Yeah. So if you lose a meter, people's jobs, you know, so, <clears> if <throat> somebody in Deer, some guy in Deer Park forgets to or gets sick for two days and doesn't turn his radio on, you're oh we suck. You know that's so stupid. It's so stupid. You know we lost, oh my god we lost four rating points. It's so stupid. And and I know people are listening because you know advertisers tell us they're listening or people in the street tell me that you know I, I see people all the time going to the Astros game was so much fun the, the playoffs there were so many people that would just come up and say hi and take we take pictures or you know listen to the show or whatever just I love that I love seeing people and seeing people are like the show or whatever sometimes hey you're an asshole yeah whatever you know i like that too whatever you know you i don't care no usually it's john you want a course light i'm like yes i want a course light you know <laughs> yes. all this stuff so so I, I i love that and so i know people i know people are there and i, I know you know i know what we do i think we do uh, we do a good job so so i'm not i don't give a shit i couldn't care less about what the ratings said it doesn't tell me what job I'm doing. It never yeah. done. Never did. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's weird because you're in a business where that's the, that's the one measuring stick that exists. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. That's, that's just what exists. But like you said earlier, going back to it, as long as you've got sponsors that know, Hey, all that's bullshit. I believe in you and your show and what you do and the yeah. people show up, you know, that's, yeah. that's what matters the most. That's it. So yeah. you mentioned this is the worst time to be a Texans fan. Is now how long have you been in Houston? How long have you been here watching football? Ninety three. Ninety three. I so was you, here right before the Oilers left. I was so here for the big I got here when they won uh twelve straight games and then they would they they played Joe Montana in uh, in the dome in the playoffs and lost to Kansas City. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And and then and then it all fell apart. Then it all fell apart and they left. So right, not, by, not by long way, after. I'll be showing chat messages. There's a live chat, so don't, you know, be like, what the fuck is that? It's just me putting chat messages on the screen for people to read. This is Drew. He said it's been hard. Why to don't you put them all up? Because do they say, hey, you guys suck to turn this guy off? Or what do no, you No. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, you don't want me to put them all up. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, like, like that? Yeah, you don't want like me to that? put them all up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just, I'll selectively put some up, but uh, but they said that well, you know, said, to, to that said, point to David Gow, still the, the David Gow point. To. You guys are still the and true. Drew was like, "I'm only here for Ganado." Just kidding, Barry. I love you. I was like, "No, you fucking don't," because you're never, never here. You're literally <laughs> only, never seen and that's Drew. okay. That's okay because you're here. <laughs> well, can I answer? And I don't know yes. what your thoughts are about David Gow. Uh, you don't, I don't want know. My... I know. No, I know you don't. I know. I know. <laughs> I would say this, and again, again, this isn't, again, it's not on him. It's not on David Gow. It's, you know, we made our own, first of all, first of all, the signal at 1560 changed everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we made our own beds with not selling, okay? And that's not on David Gow. The, the ratings weren't there. You had to do something. We've had to make drastic changes. We had to save some money. We had to make cuts. You and Raheel and 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 other guys that were good, really, really good. And you know, at some, at, you know, maybe we're the Oakland A's and we're getting we get rid of good players all the time. You know what I'm saying? But we are still a good team. It's an analogy, and you know, it, it is. I think it's an analogy because we have we've had to get rid of good people that we just couldn't keep because. Well, we got that shitty Oakland Coliseum, <laughs> you know, that we, we're not putting any people in. 
And yeah. so we're not selling concessions. We're not selling parking. We're not doing all of those things. So we got to make those adjustments. We're not the New York Yankees. We're just not. Yeah. So we got it. We have to make those adjustments. And sometimes and we lose good people. And, and it sucks. It just, it just sucks. So we got to play smaller ball and we just, you know, and, and that's, that's the, that's the reality of it. That's the reality of it. I, I think I can't, you can't blame David Gow for what we've done. I blame myself more. You know, a lot of coach, a lot of times coach gets fired guys go, Hey, this is on us. You know what? This is on us. We didn't sell it. We didn't do enough. We didn't win enough. Well, okay. But your job isn't sales. And since you're, since we're here, I mean, if I got let go because I didn't have a sponsor's, Part of that is my blame, but there's a sales staff of about eight to 10 whose job it is to sell yeah. me. And John, you and I both know you, I mean, you don't look at the ratings, but there were several months, including leading into me getting let go where our show was number one at the station, number one in the city. Like we weren't, we weren't a bad show. So that was the part where no. it was perplexing to me is how do you not sell the number one show in the city for three straight months or the number one show at the station for four or five? Like that just didn't make sense to me, but <clears throat> yeah, and that that's not necessarily David Gal's fault. That's a sales team fault, of course. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. And you know, and ultimately, team, but yeah. And ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, it falls on David Gal because he it starts at the top and who he hires mm-hmm. and who they hire and you know the sales staff and all of that stuff. It ultimately falls on David Gal. So he, you know, he does he takes the brunt of it. But I would I would say it's it it is more on us. You know the number one ratings thing. It it happened, and it happened with our show as well. We were number mm-hmm. one for it, and, mm-hmm. and at that time, I went. I don't care. I know when Fred and AJ became number one, we all heard it. Big deal. Good every lord. Day. Oh, oh my god. god! Every day. <laughs> Holy and you knew, crap! And you knew when they weren't going to be number one anymore. You were never going to hear about it. <laughs> never again. But but but, 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 but but you know, John. To the point of it, like the ratings aren't for you and me. We know people listen and like, or don't like or whatever, but the ratings is how you sell ads. And that would, so that was my point about that is if we're giving you the opportunity to go to a sponsor and say, this is the number one show at the station for the last three months or what, if you can't sell us then in the middle of football season, you're never going to sell us. Well, listen, I ain't going to defend the sales. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to listen. they do right by me. Here's the thing: is they've they've always done right by me. They have yeah. because, but but you know, I've been doing this for so long, and I bring a lot to the table myself. You, Barry, you say I'm not a salesman. You have no idea how much I go out and I sell it. Yeah. You know, I, I when I was back in the back in the day, six ten, or when we first started here, it's at fifteen sixty, and my my family didn't see me much because I was out at night. I was being I was hanging with people. I was hanging with those sponsors. I was. Met, you know, meeting other people. My buddy Chad had a set suites at games. And so I met, I got to meet a lot of rich people, people who own businesses. And he was like, hey, man, you got to come come out because now, uh, don't get me wrong, I was out there partying, having a good time, <laughs> and having fun, and, and, and doing all that stuff. But but it meant, mo- it meant money. It meant yes. money. You know, uh, it, it, uh, I, listen, I know Char- not that it's Charlie Pillow, the way he goes about it, but but Charlie doesn't go out. He, you know what? He doesn't. You went and sold dance. And I know Joel has gone out and he's got Frankie's and you, yeah. Yeah. Joel, you gotta a, hustle. Yeah. You gotta be a hustler. If they ain't gonna sell you, then what you know what you gotta do? You gotta go sell yourself. That that's the one thing I learned, I think, from from the whole thing. Cause you know, you, you can't undo what's you can't unring the bell, but you can learn. And the one thing I learned that really actually benefited me with this show is fortunately we've pretty much had sponsors from day one. I mean, since which is really ironic, John. I lose a job in radio because I don't have sponsors. And then sponsors come out of the woodworks. <laughs> Once yeah. I lose that job, 
hey, we'll sponsor you. I was like, well, where the fuck were you? Who were you? Years ago? <laughs> but, well, you know, everything I gotta for believe. a reason. But, yeah, it's the Listen, hustle, I gotta believe. I got to believe it's a little cheaper to sponsor this than it is Tons th- than the radio show. Tons cheaper. A lot cheaper. Tons okay. cheaper. So, yeah, right. So people could do that. I never heard of Dan's. Where is Dan's, by the way? I'll go there now. Oh, dude, there's two. There's one on South Gessner. Where, where are you at? You're on the south side, north side. Where are you at? I'm in uh, Highland Village, right by the gallery, near the gallery. Okay, so yours is probably South Gessner. There's two of them. But see, this. so the guy that owns Dan's has like three Crab Kings. He's got um, 93 Till, which is a really nice restaurant in the Heights, I think it is. He's got like seven or eight different restaurants, but he really pushes oh, okay. Dan's. Um, so, yeah, he's. but Dan's is on South Gessner. Um, and I forget is, it, is it? It's well during crawfish season. I'm going to go there. Does Dan have crawfish? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And someone in the chat, Cece, will vouch for it. She literally would have it like two or three times a day. It's legitimately good, good seafood. So two yeah. or three times a day, girl. Slow down with the cholesterol. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> speaking of Cece, she said I've never heard anyone say the bench is bad, and and that's a fact. That's that's the one thing that you know. Forget the ratings and everything else. I've never heard anyone badmouth you guys. They made badmouth programming decisions. They made badmouth. Hey, you guys need to stick to sports. Don't let let you know. Don't don't do don't do don't go off the rails. Don't do this or that. But I've never heard anyone say anything. Do, do you guys? CC CC, go to my Twitter feed and see all the people that say you suck. Go CC. <laughs> I appreciate true? that, Cece. Are you but getting that a lot is, of hate? No, no, I don't get a lot. And you know what? I don't give a rat. You know, I can't. Again, I, I'm not. You know what? If I, my thing is this: you don't like the show, don't listen to it. Yeah. If you don't like me, I told people, please don't follow me anymore. If you, you know, yeah. you want to argue, you you just want to, you just think I'm bad. I gotta mute you, or because I don't need it in my life, and I'm not gonna go back at you. You don't like me, so I'm mad at you. No, there's a lot of people that don't like me. And and you know what? Oh well, I'm not your flavor. I don't care. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna keep on doing what I'm doing, and I hope that more people than not like what I do. That's all. That's all. But no, Cece, we appreciate that. But trust me, people think we suck. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, those are usually sticks of sports guys, uh, which you guys do a good job of anyway. So I don't know. I just I guess when you guys have been around as long as you have, it's hard to find anybody that would that would hate what you do maybe they're just like i want more of this or that but you guys cover it all pretty much was well, that was that intentional know, by the way you know i know you guys have gotten away from this because of a station directive but you guys were were kind of innovative you and lance oh even when you were at star 610 of you know bringing in guy talk format and blending it with sports radio because yeah. that really wasn't being done here in houston jim rome was doing it some yeah but you guys really yeah let that you know, we, we were, we were, we were, we let into Rome when he was at his, his height. And we always, I always thought, you know, boy, you know, this whole shtick, the Romy Romy and, you know, uh, uh, that, you know, the takes and all of that stuff. I always, we always thought it was a little bit, oh, it was too much. I think it just evolved naturally for me and Lance. Just, you know, just two guys sitting there talking. That's, that was it. I'm always natural. A lot of people, we would have knockout fights too and people oh you're just you know skip Bayless and trying to you know you take a side and he take I, that's never I'm going to tell you well honestly that is literally never ever happened with us You'll because never if, you know, fight. we agree a lot no we I don't get you know what if I disagree with, I disagree with him on a lot of shit we were yeah. just we're arguing this morning on the show about shit 
I don't. I disagree with a lot of the stuff he says, but we agree with a lot of stuff. And if it's always agree and agree and agree, and I could see where people would be like, you know what, this, you know, these guys are ch- saying the same, you know, this is not, this is boring or whatever. But we've yeah. never ever tried, never tried to like create something in that sense. Now, as far as listen, I'm 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 blessed with working with one of the most talented guys ever. His voices, he he did a Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz. Uh, talking about a dog sitting on a porch and dog never had a hamstring. Don't why dog just gets up and runs. He didn't. He never pulled a hamstring. I literally was on. He he's like, oh, I know it's funny because I'm on the ground. I'm literally on the ground laughing at this thing. So he just keeps on going. And when he, you know, I'm. I, I hope I do it somewhat well. Is you know, because whenever he's the voice, I'm the guy that leads it. Oh, here is. Mac Brown on a mobile joining us right here on and, and I hope I ask the right questions and we don't even go over this shit. So I'm okay, like, okay. There, that's that's know? great inside baseball. You guys have never planned those calls. You've never like, No, he says like, every once in a No, he every once in a while he'll say like, "Oh, I'm going to talk about this." Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, you know, I, I'm going to talk about this. but it's it's like one or two one or two things maybe. He'll say, you know, I'm going to I'm going to say this. I'm going to uh, so okay, I'll lead you into that. Whatever. But it's more more than not. I mean, almost always it is just okay. I'm going to do this voice. Okay, all right. What are we going to do here? Really? He did the voice. Did you hear him the other day? He did Brian Kelly, Southern Brian Kelly. I did not. You didn't hear? It? Well, Brian Kelly went out <laughs> at, at LSU. LSU. Oh yeah, and he I did, did hear Brian Kelly do the, his thing. Yeah, you did Brian Kelly. So the next day, Lance calls. He wasn't even on the air that day. He 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 was off. And he calls in and he goes, this is Brian Kelly, and I am so happy to be here in the South with my people. And it was freaking hilarious. It yeah. was hilarious and not nothing. It, was like, it wasn't like, okay, because he wasn't even there. So it's, and then we went off on it, and it just keeps on going. And sometimes I hope that I'm leading him well enough, you know, into shit. But he, he thinks of this stuff. I'm telling you, I, we've been so blessed. And I think that's where it took the show off, if you want to know the truth, was his voices and doing stuff because we were there at the same time as Rome. And then I think in the city of Houston, Rome was the biggest thing. And I think in the city of Houston, there was a point that we kind of, people were, you know, talking more about us than they were about Rome. You know, Rome kind of lost a lot of steam there at, at, yeah. at, towards the end of when we were doing it. And it was because of Lance's sticks, you know, the SEC guy and, uh, you know, all of the other dad. stuff that he came uh, up with. Yeah. Oh, my Texans God. All the Karen. Stuff. Well, I mean, like, and oh. again, John, this is what I tell you. That was the kind of stuff that back in the day, I used to, I used to, I used to be painting apartments listening to you guys and was like, man, this is so funny. I love that they can do sports and make you laugh. And that was kind of when I got into this business, I was like, that's what I want to do. I, as a stand-up comic, you know, I'm not going to do voices like Lance. I'm not going to, I can't do what you guys do, but I want to, in the vein of what you do, that's what was important to me. So yeah, um, and, and it's not easy to do. And I think that's the thing that, that why you guys have been so successful. And it's amazing. It blows my mind that you guys do no show prep in regards to, all right, here's all the bullet points. Ask me these questions. I'm yeah. going to say these things. Dude, I don't think people understand how mind-blowing that really is. Yeah, you got to – well, That's and a amazing. lot of it too – a lot of it too is playing off of what was just said. I think I think an interviewer, to me, is a guy who uh, not only has his plan – that's another thing is we have, we, have, we have guests on and there's never anything written out here, <laughs> this question, this question. It's all off the cuff, and it's listening to what they're saying and reacting to that as well. 
not just here's my question, here's my question, here's my question. It's oh wow, wait a minute, let's go deeper into that. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're doing that every day now. Yeah. I mean, with people here, yeah, you know, I have no you plan play, for this you, segment. You, <laughs> no, like, oh, cool, John's going to be here. I don't know what the fuck we're going <laughs> to talk about. I don't know what right. I'm going to ask him. Here we go. Right. Yeah. Right, right. And that's that's the best. I mean, and you play off, you go, and, and, it, and it builds into a conversation as opposed to an interview. And I think uh, we, we got a lot of interviews that I think people appreciate that. And and I think, and I, and here's the thing, too, is because, well, uh, uh, you know, you can't you can't force stuff. You know, we, we've had bits that have fallen flat. I mean, real flat. So, you know, you're like, ooh, shit, that's, that's the worst. You know, that's oh, the worst. that's the worst. That's a bad, you know, you bombed. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's one thing to bomb on stage, people, like, but man, when you're bombing on the radio and you know it, even though no you one else it. is, you can't see well, anybody, but you just know this is awful. Yeah. Well, we get, we got immediate feedback too. Don't worry on Twitter now. Mm-hmm. We get our immediate feedback yeah, now. True, true. So, uh, yeah. Hey, this sucks. You guys suck. So stop this. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's, it, uh, well, mostly it's, it's things that, uh, now people don't want us to do like regular, like we were going to do a 30 for 30 for the Texans, you know, in, 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 in the preseason, we were going to talk about 30 guys. We're gonna break down what their 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 strengths and weaknesses, you know, what they mean to this team, how they're gonna use them, and do all this shit. We did two, and they were like, "This blows! Know. What are you two doing? This is this is terrible." <laughs> this was right when old boy took over, right? And I remember driving. Yeah. I remember thinking, "What the fuck, I, yo, bro? I forget who you broke <laughs> down. Like the second one, I was like, oh." God, they have to be dying inside. I think I actually texted Lance and said, I, are you dying inside right now? Because this is fucking awful. I know. What is this? That's what this is what <laughs> this is show this is what shows do, people. Why yeah. can't our show do it too? Yeah. Okay. Nobody. That's but what that's shows just it, John. Do. I mean, not that you've pigeonholed yourself, because you guys obviously know your shit. You know sports. I mean, you guys, your resume speaks for itself. But when you've built this audience of, yes, you're going to get sports and you're going to get great sports talk and you're going to get, you know, expert level sports talk, but we're going to also do a bunch of crazy shit. When you try to be like, all right, we're doing nothing. We're doing a 30 for 30. Yeah. Everybody's going to be like, oh, no, no, no. You guys aren't fucking 30 for 30 people. I mean, you could do it. You have to do a regular do it. Try to do regular sports, all right? Stop but you guys already, can do everybody. regular sports without that. Like, Palillo should that be was, doing 30 for 30s. That <laughs> like, was terrible. Yeah, look, uh, look, 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 some guy named Raheel Ramzanali showed up. He said, who's the zaddy on with a berry? <laughs> what is a zaddy? I have no idea. I got to Google zaddy. What, what the fuck is a zaddy, Raheel? Yeah, Raheel, okay. what the fuck is a zaddy? Hold on. Z-A-Zaddy. <clears throat> yeah. A, oh, you know we, are you ready? Do you really want to know what a zaddy is? What is a zaddy? A sexually attractive man, especially an older one who is fashionable or charismatic. Oh, well, I mean. Raheel, I, I had to sit next to you. I, didn't, I Okay, when you touched my knees all those times, now I know why. Yeah, all right? I thought he was just telling you it was your turn to talk. Now, now, it, now that just turned gross, Okay. <laughs> That's super weird. I'm I had no idea what the fuck a zaddy was. Um, yeah. So, so Sergio is here. He said, need more Coors Light John on in the morning show. When do you start drinking? It's too Tru- yeah. Well, well, is, so too, we went is there to ever the, a too early? 
Not really. Uh, so <laughs> Saturday, Saturday we went to the Oklahoma State game. Huh? You know, and it was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to my buddy's house. I got rich friends. He's got a plane. So it got to his house at seven thirty, and we cracked. And we started. We started drinking. That's what seven. Okay, if it's seven, well, the game was at eleven. So now that's if you if you really figure it out, it's only three and a half hour pregame. So, the, like, let's say the game was at seven at night, and I started at three thirty in the afternoon. That's three and a half hours. It's the same thing to me. It's the same thing. It's three and a half hours before. Now, it was 7.30 in the morning. It's yeah, a little say, different. When the three and a half hours occurs right. is kind of important. It did taste a little like it's different when you just brush your teeth and you start uh, drinking Coors Light. I will say that. It's a little different. <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, not as good. Uh, no, Matt but it's never said, bad. It's never bad. It's never bad. Matt Pache said he's got a plane. My wife has two Emmys. He's just over here just... <laughs> <laughs> No. So you can't, I don't have a plan. You can't, you can't make I said everybody my happy. Buddy, my listen. Those are my wife's Emmys. That's, That's my, my buddy's, buddy's plane. plane. I'm not bragging about anything. Okay, I got shit. Okay, I didn't do. I didn't do anything. I I, I just but I worked for three hours. And I play golf. That's all. You're great. The, the, my claim to fame is I actually belong to a country club. That's it. That's it. But you're you're you're. Oh, there's nothing wrong with being great adjacent. Like you know guys with planes, right. but you don't have to keep up the plane. You don't have to pay for the maintenance on the plane. It's much better. You, you it's know, much better. Yeah, your wife has Emmys, but you don't have to work hard to get those Emmys. You don't have to spend 12, no, 14 hours. I didn't have to do studio. shit. You're great adjacent. I didn't have to do shit. You're the smartest I just man had alive. To, <laughs> I just had to make her love me. I just had to keep. I got to keep my friend Chad happy. I'll buy him Coors Lights at the bar. He, and he and he listen. I buy Coors Lights at the bar. He he buys a plane. It's it's even. We're, we're all square. That's it. <laughs> Let me get you a six dollar Coors Light. Thank you for the ride. Fuck. On the I mean, jet. I, I, listen, that is not. That is. I'm not. I'm not bragging. I'm. Oh, look at. I'm talking about other people's accomplishments, not mine. Okay, that's well, it. Listen, all right. I was I meant to ask you this when we were talking Texans. Is this the worst? Now, I I lived through. Well, I was born in '74, so I, the, my first my first memory of football in this city was the Renfro catch no catch versus the Steelers in '79 or '80, whenever that was. So I lived through all of the shitty years with the Oilers. I know you know about the shitty years with the Oilers. Is this literally the worst year of football in the city of Houston in in this city's sports history? It's it's the worst year of football. It's one of the worst years of football in NFL history. Now, we've had uh, winless teams before, but this team is historically historically bad offensively. And it doesn't get any worse. And, you know, there were the Tampa teams when they first, their expansion, they didn't win a game for 26 games or some shit. They were awful. We've had the Cleveland Browns go over. We've seen the Detroit Lions go over. But those teams had some a pizzazz. Dude, the, the NRG last week, the general manager was here from the Colts, who's good friends. He's uh, he's uh, one of Lance's kids' godfather. That's how close Lance is with Chris Ballard. That's Ballard. crazy. Yeah. He, he's a godfather at Snacks, Lance's kid. Really? He told nice. Lance, he said, yeah. He said, I've been doing this. I've been going to NFL stadiums. I've been in the league for 20 years, and I've never seen it. I've been all over with really bad teams throughout the league. Never seen it as bad as it was here. It was the most wow. – it was the worst atmosphere <laughs> The worst, the, the the dullest, the worst crowd. He said it was 
we had almost as many fans there as they did, and we're Indianapolis. I mean, it's not like the Pittsburgh Steelers who travel, Green Bay Packers who travel. It's Indianapolis. He said, I've never – he said, it's, it is, it's a shame. what happened, Where this place was and where it is now, it is – I mean, I was down on the field for the first few years of the team, you know, doing the, doing the radio. And that place was rocking. That place was electric. That place, you know, it was still a shitty team, but but people were behind it. And you know what? We're going to get this right. I don't see it, man. I don't. I don't see it. I, I, I can't blame. If you know what, I thought Deshaun, you pampered little puss. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know, I mean, drama. Let me let me get as much drama around me as I possibly can. And yet he's right. I don't want to be That's here. Crazy. I don't want to play for this guy. He's yeah. the worst owner. I I, 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 he's right. That's the problem with it. Holy shit! This it can't be worse. It cannot possibly be worse. Him making decisions for an NFL team. This guy. I don't want to say what he is. I don't want to. Say, I, I get. I get really ugly about this, and I really gotta. I gotta calm down on this. No, but I gotta tell you, opinion. I've never There's seen a. I've never seen a worse owner in sports, and that includes Donald wow. Sterling and James Jerry, Dolan. And Jerry Reinsdorf. <laughs> well, at least he had the Bulls. Whoa. but No, Reinsdorf won a World Series with the White Sox. He won six championships with the Bulls. But he was an I mean, awful owner. But, yeah, I mean, on the field. No, 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 no. I'll take, all, I'll take that awful <laughs> all day right. over this awful. Are you kidding me? Dan Snyder. So, I, yeah, there, look, yeah. I, what, I, what, what baffles me and what, what well, I should say. Well, I got, listen. Dan Snyder, I'll take Dan Snyder. They got a lot of sex on behind going on behind the scenes. There's all kind. Of, they they take their cheerleaders on 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 boats with with with, with the sponsors. I mean, okay. that's fun. It's not okay the way you, he did it. No. Well, I do. You know what? Uh, tomato, no. tomato. We, you know what? We can agree to disagree. What? What? Yeah. Here's the one concern. Is, you know, you got Cal, he's awful. Easterby has ruined the organization, according to a lot of people inside and outside of the organization, with the, the, the decisions that they've made, the firings, the losing of players, and all this and that. Is it worth it, though, for the security of having a football team? Because remember, it got bad with Bud Adams, and the city said, we're, we're done supporting this. We're not going to pay for a, a, a new stadium. Get out. And they left. Is that a real fear? At some point, that if things continue the way they continue and the fans stop supporting, that now they look at moving this team somewhere else? You know, if I'm the, you know, that, that is, I guess, if I'm not mistaken, it was a 30 year lease that they got. I don't know if it's rolled over. I'm not sure. There might have been a time where, it, you know, they said the uh, Houston Sports Authority has said, okay, we've renewed their lease. The Texans have to be here. And the Texans have always said, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. We're Houston's team. We're going to be Houston's team. And I was like, yay, yay, team. Way to go. Mm-hmm. I don't I, listen. If this team left right now, I don't. I don't know that there would be a big uproar about it. I don't. I, I honestly, there was there was a lot of apathy when the Oilers left. Oh, F them. Hey, screw Bud. You know what? He wants a stadium. We're past that point. We built the stadium. We did all of that. But I've never seen more apathy for a team than this. I mean, who cares if it's not part of your Sunday anymore? You know what? It's it's not for all but twenty thousand people. It's not part of their Sunday anymore. No. It's. It was one of the greatest. Remember those tailgates out there when it first oh started? God. Holy shit! It was, it was as good. And I've been, I traveled with the. I saw all the tailgates. We had to drive through all the tailgates. I was like, 
our tailgate is as good as anywhere, period. They were voted that. A giant, yeah. a giant party, a giant party. That place is empty now. It's yeah. empty. They've destroyed what was something that was really, really good and wholesome, you know, drinking beer at nine in the morning, something that, you know, and, and you get home and you're shit faced and you kick the dog and the kids hate you. That's wholesome. That's wonderfulness. And, That's and it's football. gone. Yeah. That's football. Do you blame, do you blame Easterby for that as well? Or is that just the lack of fans? I mean, do you think that they've tried to, to steer this whole organization into some path of righteousness? Cause we know that that's the Amy Palchik firing and some of those things you can't, you know, we don't have the proof, but everybody that knows what the fuck is going on can tell you why she was let go and who was behind that. Yeah. And some of the other players that have been gone um, is, is if he's not here, if Jack Easterby never comes to this organization, does it get this bad? Oh uh, yeah. I think Bill O'Brien could have done this on his own, but Jackie, he had, he had help <laughs> Jack Easterby. Yeah. yeah Joe, Bill O'Brien was Bill O'Brien is, you know, we got the worst owner maybe of all time. And then we had the worst general manager for sure of all yeah. time. Yeah. It, it, but, 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 but with Jack Easterby still there, people don't trust him. People just don't trust him. They're like, okay, really? I mean, you, you, you don't say Jack Easterby has to take his role in this thing. And, you know, and, and Cal can't see it and Cal can't see that until, you know, he, and Cal's part of it too now, you know, with, with how he fucked up the whole Deshaun thing. And, 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 and Deshaun, make no mistake about it, Deshaun is gone because of Cal, it, it, squarely because of Cal. Now, Billy, Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby had a huge part in that as well. But, but it, it's, this is on Cal. But, but until Easterby is gone, until he cleans house of all this shit, until, you know, and I think they could trust Casario. I think we could trust Casario for now until we see how, you know, how bad he is with his dress. But but so far, I got to give the guy credit, man. Other than these one-year signings of veteran journeymen that suck, you know, uh, he he says he said today. I think it was he. We're in infantile stages of the rebuild. Infantile stage of the rebuild, and he is. He hasn't had draft picks yet. But when he goes through in three three years or so, when he's been through drafts where he has draft picks for Deshaun, hopefully maybe he can get something for Tunsil. You know, whatever he can do to pick up more draft picks and have a good draft picks because they suck real bad now. Whatever he can do and makes this thing, now we can start to trust him again. But as long as Jack – I saw Jack Easterby running off the field in a video of Jack Easterby running off the field after the game this week. And he's running off the field like a coach that won the game, you know, one of those, hey, and he's running off, and my life is good. In the shittiest atmosphere in the history of football, in this guy's like, oh, I'm in the NFL, that. and what, man, this is awesome. Look at that. I'm running. I got to get to the locker room because I got to tell somebody, I got to tell the players what to stay positive. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. You know what? You shouldn't be on the field. You shouldn't be anywhere near this team. You you should pay just like Bill O'Brien paid, just like every person who ruins an organization pays, he should pay. I don't understand yeah. how he's allowed to have a job. I really don't. I know. You know Cal knows. Cal's not. Cal knows. He reads the paper. He sees the signs. He he knows. People in this organization have told him, hey, the problem is everybody hates Easterby. I don't understand the decision making, but you reap what you sow. Well, I can't. Here's the thing: is and, and and I do know that 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 is so insulated that place. I know, you know, back in yeah. the day when I was working there, they they just thought their shit didn't stink. They yeah. just thought we are the Texans. You listen. If you didn't call it Reliance Stadium, you get your 
press pass taken away. Now, you couldn't call it the powerhouse, which would have been a great name for it. It's by electricity company, and it's, you know, it's the powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, like the juice box. You could go, no, they were like, you get your credit. If you don't call it Reliance Stadium, and and they were so, I mean, you want to talk about asshole. They could be assholes, but you know what? They owned it. They owned it. They had the ratings for, for uh, you know, they 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 own the city. Mm. And now I'm that if Cal, I always thought they don't, well, they don't hear, they really don't hear what's going on with the public. You know, Amazing. they don't know what's going on because they, they're, they're insulated from everything. When on Sunday afternoon, are you telling me that Cal McNair, who is sitting up in his ivory tower and looking out from the days that his daddy was here and that place was full, the tailgate was full the place was rocking that you know winning and going to the playoffs are you telling me he can't, he doesn't know no he knows he knows he he's not that he's i'm not going to talk about his intelligence but okay, I'm, I, listen i'm going to say I'll this say slower he's stupid but he ain't that stupid he ain't that he can't he ain't he just ain't okay it, do you think, it, so if it, i have to say it slower i will cal <laughs> But okay. If Dad was here, would we be in this spot as a football town? I mean, it I wasn't great. Well, you know, you had the Dwayne Browns leaving and the inmates running the prison comments that pissed off the Arian Fosters of the world and other black players, and rightfully so. But for some reason, Bob held it together enough. If Dad was here, yeah. are we in this spot, or is this? No, we would. No, we wouldn't be. No, we wouldn't be. Okay. No, we wouldn't be. Because if, if I'm going to tell you this. Bill O'Brien walks – I've never owned a football team. Bill O'Brien walks into my office and says, we're trading DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and a second rounder. <laughs> oh, fuck. What? Get the fuck out, the fuck out of here. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah just, I mean, no. no. No owner would say, okay. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you think. What the, I mean, I, what the – who? You could – okay, let me go on Madden. Oh, sorry, we can't do that deal. <laughs> that trade doesn't I'm work. Sorry. There were there are ten year olds that know you can't do that deal. Ten year olds That's hilarious. that say no, it doesn't work on Madden. We can't do it. Flip said John is missing his Monte Cristo cigar. Are you a cigar smoker? I don't smoke. I don't smoke. I uh, I I was a good smoker. I smoked no, I smoked uh, cigarettes for twenty five years. Oh, you never smoked cigars? But, he acted like you're a big cigar no. smoker. I guess you're not a cigar. No, guy. no, no. I I quit. Here's a good story. I quit. Uh, my son, we were at Nick's place. Surprisingly, my son was crawling on the on. We were outside eating crawfish at Nick's place. Me and my wife and uh, baby girls just born. JT's eighteen months, and he falls. And he falls off of a ledge and he falls on his head. And it blows up, and we're like, "Holy fuck! Oh my god!" It was the worst. It was the worst. We drive to a hospital that's not far away, and uh, the doctor says, "I'm sorry, we got to lifeline him to women's and children's." I mean, you can't even drive. We can't drive. No. Okay. Well, I'll get on the. No, you can't get on the helicopter. And he's got to go by himself. We're like, "What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Our kid is going to women's and children's hospital, lifelighted by himself." Holy shit, we dropped Frankie off with the neighbor. We drove like maniacs. I'd smoked for 25 years. I said, God, if he's okay, I'll never smoke a cigarette again. Wow. We get to Women's and Children's Hospital. We go to his room and he's sitting there. Daddy! I was like, oh, fuck. Now I can't ever smoke again. <laughs> Dude, I should have waited. 
That was dumb. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you were so disappointed he was okay. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> okay, good thing. <laughs> and you literally never smoked again after that. Never smoked a cigarette. Wow. Never smoked a cigarette good for again. you, man. Yeah. How long has yeah, it been since you had a so. cigarette? It's been a while. It's been 20. He's 24. 24, wow. yeah. So 23 yeah. and a half years or something like that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Well, dude, I started young. It was good. I, I, I started I was smoking good... at 13. What, what age were you? Yeah. 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 About 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. I smoked at 31, I think, is when I quit. 13 to 31. Yeah. Something like that. But you That's too? It's a good run. You had a good run. <laughs> That's a good run. <laughs> His lungs there, they held up pretty well. Dude, listen, it's almost four o'clock. I, I promised you I would not keep you for more than an hour. This was fun. I really wanted I to talk a lot here. more Astros and Correa. And do you want to see? Okay, real quick. If, if you can't have Correa, what are your thoughts on Trevor's story? I personally, I'm out on story. I think his numbers are inflated because of Coors Field and Colorado. I don't think he's, yeah. uh, you know, there's other guys on the market that I would like to have. Thoughts on Correa and the Astros story in the whole shortstop. I'd rather have Jeremy Pena. I'd rather, you know what? I, yeah. I don't. I, I yeah. I mean, honestly, thirty million. If you're gonna pay thirty million, three hundred million, I give it to because Trevor Story is gonna be a twenty-five million to to three hundred million, two hundred fifty to three hundred million dollar guy. He's yeah. he's looking for about the same money as and 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 by all accounts, he's gonna get that too. I don't trust him either on the road. He's, he sucked too, and it's a big enough sample size. It's not just last year. It's he has not hit on the road. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know that he's going to hit every day in Major League Baseball. He's a great athlete. He's got shoulder problems. So, I mean, I'm going to give him a long-term deal. Are you crazy? No. Why would I do that? When I, can, I uh, might as well keep Carlos Correa, right, if I'm going to do that. If I'm going to pay – because I'm going to pay stupid money. Because here's the deal, too, is Jim Crane is looking at it not only as Carlos Correa, but Tucker and Jordan and Fromber and and and, and Urquidy and Garcia and – all of these guys, and when Pena does come up, and when uh, you know uh, Leon comes up, because Leon is going to be good, guys. Listen, I think you find a guy for a couple of years that can play center field that's going to hit for you. I, it, I, I, I really thought that they should have signed Marte. I thought, mm-hmm. you know what? Now you're still really deep, one through seven. If you got to put up with Pena and 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 Machete, and Diaz that's okay. Or whoever, yeah. Whatever you yeah. know, no, yeah. even even still, there was talks of oh, Ms. Diaz could be the 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 replacement at shortstop. Great when he's healthy, but he's not. But like you said, if Pena's oh. the guy that's batting ninth and learning the ropes, you're good with that or eighth. Yeah, he's still gonna hit fine. He's still gonna hit more than Machete, isn't he? <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah, for sure. Honestly, yeah. I mean, so he, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, and, and so Jim Jim Crane has said it multiple multiple times. It's hard to make $200 million. I'm a businessman. It's hard to make $200 million. Carlos Correa has earned money, but but $200 million is a lot of money. And he asked, he's asking for $300. I ain't doing it. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. And I, I, in Jim Crane, I trust. Here's the deal. Is, is we, they develop players. They're good at finding players. They're good at developing players. I mean, look at this ro- the, the rotation that we had this year. Did anybody think this was going to be a, a World Series team without Verlander, without McCullers a lot, without Arcidi a lot? I mean, it was um, it's unbelievable what they've done. And I, I trust these guys. If they don't want, if they don't think, uh, you know, hey, you guys can all get in the ten year, fourteen year contract business. We're not. We're not doing that because I've never seen one work yet. You tell me the one, the ten year deal that's worked so far. 
Yeah. Haven't Who, seen throughout it. the life of the deal. I mean, A-Rods yeah. fell apart. Uh, well, his second one, his Pujols. first one was okay. Pujols' fell apart. Miguel Tejada. They got to cut him. Not Miguel Tejada. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Cabrera's not so much towards the end. Yeah, no, right. not so much. Yeah. By the end of it, it's it's you know it's just not any good. Uh, uh, Machado's not going to work out by the time this thing is over. I mean, it's just it it, it just hasn't worked out. And, and until it does, I'm, you know what? So, hey, go ahead. Somebody else take him for ten for ten years. Yeah, he's going to be really really good, and that's fine. We'll for find somebody six. else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Dude, you guys, yeah. that is John Granado. Johnny, thank you so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. It's nice to have a guest to talk a lot of fun. bullshit with. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully I don't get fired. I, I guess I'll fire myself now after this show yeah. just to keep the momentum going. But that's John Granado. Check him out every morning on ESPN 97.5. It's The Bench with John and Lance, man. Make sure you check it out. Johnny, buddy, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And hey, fuck you, Raheel. <laughs> that is John Granado, and that is another edition of Barry on Deck. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, thank you to my guest, John Granado. That was a lot of fun, man. That was really cool to him to do it. He is legendary. He is the legendary John Granado. Hey, make sure you check out the AP Law Group, 713-913-GO-AP. I will see you tomorrow. It's a Whisker Wednesday. I'm going to have more animals for you to adopt from special pals and have some fantasy updates from the, uh, the uh, <clears throat> Dan Seafood and Wings Fantasy Leagues. Look, we got a lot more stuff to talk about that we didn't get to today. Hey, I hope you have a great night. I will see you tomorrow. Until then, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. Most importantly, love each other. See y'all tomorrow. YouTube video!